1: Hi guys, Hi. this is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
0: I'm Aggie Hewitt.
1: As usual, we were having a sparkling conversation before the, the mics got turned on.
0: We always get really, really wild before the mic goes on and then we have to rein it in for the well,
1: I mean, I did save my hottest take for, um, for the pod if you want to hear it.
0: Wow. I I mean I wish you wouldn't, but go ahead. What is it?
1: I think the COVID vaccine might have given me autism <laughs> because. And let me let me preface this. If you, if any of you have been following my my newsletter for it, the past few weeks,
0: it We're going to be the first podcast that's like fully just taken off. <laughs> I we're not even on anything but we'll just be taken off whatever we're
1: on. <laughs> Well, here here's my and I I don't, you know, this is just sort of a theory, but I have been really into taking the bus lately. Um and what happened is in LA for the first time in 25 years, they're rejiggering the bus schedule and the bus lines and everything. Like literally 2 weeks after I started learning how to take the bus. Now I have to learn everything all over again. And so last night I spent like 4 hours just on Google Maps like tracing all the bus lines and like figure like like making these elaborate imaginary trips of like oh if I wanted to go to here which line would I take? How long would it be? Blah, blah, blah. And it like I was doing that all night long and I thought this you is know. not this is not something that I would normally do. This is not something Not a way that my brain would normally work. And then I thought, what has changed in the past couple of months about my brain? The only thing I can think of is the COVID vaccine.
0: Can I say something? And I don't mean this in a bad way. Sure. Are you sure that that's not how your brain would normally work? Now... (laughs) I just want to talk about some things that I've noticed with you. Okay. as a child, as a child, you collected crayons, but not to do art because you became like fixated on like new crayon colors and like having every crayon color that like went in each set, right True. I
1: mean, i would I would draw with them as well, but not okay. that often because my my mom actually just discovered my box of crayons, which were only very slightly used and gave them to my uh, nephew who. Was not as interested in the 96 brilliant colors
0: um, you're a green crayon user like you're thinking of the next generation sure. even as a child yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something to be proud of that's true but there's that there's like i think that you're a person who really likes to know like everything about whatever it is that you're interested in like you watch every episode of a TV show, like you're like a completionist with like movies. And I feel like I'm talking a lot about my perception of you, but you did bring up, (laughs) I just want to talk about this. I feel like you have a very, like, like you're very intelligent and you like to know things and collect things and like collect information. That's how I think about you. And I think that about you. All right. Yeah.
1: No, I think, I think you have a point. Um, So maybe I'm Maybe I always have been. I mean, I, of course, I'm not saying that I'm actually autistic or probably on the spectrum. I mean, I well, I guess that's what you say on the spectrum. We all could have a little bit of, you know, autism. autism It is a
0: spectrum. And I I think that a lot of people, I think that like gender, sexuality, autism, maybe, I don't know, are all like a big spectrum. Yeah. Is that possible? I don't know
1: and I don't want to make light of it. Well, even though I you know, started this conversation by facetiously saying that I thought the uh, COVID vaccine gave me autism, which obviously is completely untrue. Um, but, and I, I never really had any like learning problems in school, but I think, I, I think I it's just think, like,
0: uh, I don't think autism means you have learning problems. I mean, I don't think you have autism, but I, no, I, don't. I don't think, I don't think people with autism nest. I think some of them do really well in school and are like, uh, isn't that right?
1: I, yeah, I think, I think it, it's a wide variety. I think there's, yeah, people that really, uh, that really flourish in those sort of regimented like classroom settings and other people who it's, it doesn't work. So uh, yeah, I, and again, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um,
0: well, it's been fun doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, I think it's, I think we're toast.
1: But it was like one of those weird, it was just weird last night, the fixation that I found myself having of, I was, you know, John was out to dinner with a friend. So I was home by myself and I was watching a movie, but then I kept stopping the movie to just look at these maps. And then I kept doing it. And then like, even at one o'clock in the morning, I brought up my phone again and looked at another map. Cause I had like forgotten a certain route that I'm never even going to take. In my life it was just it was a weird it was a weird experience to like be fixated like that on something um, and the,
0: the train is like a classic thing like it, it
1: is a very the train classic train thing train. train yeah the train. but uh, do
0: you did you do you remember the bus do you remember it all
1: yeah i mean some of it i mean again there's no need to remember any of it because there's an app on your phone. If you wanted to take the bus and we'll tell you exactly how to go at whatever time you want to go. So there's really no reason to even know any of this stuff.
0: I need to, I see, I want to take the bus again, sort of, but like I've said, I am traumatized from my childhood yeah. the bus to, to high school. And it took like an hour and a half or two hours. And it was a total nightmare
1: well their their new thing it's called like next gen bus or whatever is they're getting rid of a few lines and a few stops but they're putting way more buses on the popular lines so like pretty much it seems like any bus line you take a bus will be there at most in like like 15 or 20 minutes which is not like the bus line that goes right by my house is literally once an hour and now they're discontinuing it because they say oh it has low ridership well it's like why do you think there's low ridership because it only comes once an hour so it's not dependable at all so of course people are going to find a different way to like get to where they need to go um so that's that's sort of infuriating but i think on the whole i mean i trust the whatever city planners or whatever that this new system will work better um but we'll see we'll see
0: yeah, I guess we will, I hope it does work better because I love I love the idea of me relying on mass transit, but I just, I don't know, like when I moved back here from Chicago, even though I had a car the last couple of years I lived in Chicago, I had no interest in taking mass transit ever again. I was like, those days are behind me. I never want to be like freezing cold on an L platform waiting for a fucking train for 20 minutes. Like I never want to have to deal with this. Like I love being totally like independent and like I go when I want to go. I come when I want to come. Like I'm done with that. I, I'm so Happy about it, but now that I've been back for ten years in October, I feel like I have a different, a different inter- a different understanding of it. Like I'm, I'm excited to get back on a train.
1: It's yeah, it's just like a slightly different experience of being in a city. And yeah, the whole time I was in New York, I didn't have a car. I used public transportation every day of my life for uh, fourteen years. And I, yeah, when I moved here, I was like you, I was like excited to get in the car, had no sort of interest. I was so sick of the subway in New York, no interest really. But, um, and it's, and it is like a great privilege to be able to have the choice to be like, oh, I can drive or I can take the, the bus or the train. Um, cause like last weekend I just wanted to buy, I was like buying my summer books for, um, you know, my, my little trips coming up this summer. And mm-hmm. so I just took the bus to the bookstore and it was like a lovely took you know 10-15 minutes to get there the bus stops right outside the bookstore went there picked up my books went right back on the bus stop and went home and it was just like a nice I could have driven it wouldn't have been that hard to find parking but it was just like a nice little pleasant way to spend the afternoon
0: and sometimes it's like better like sometimes you don't want to park and get out like sometimes you want to just like be out yeah yeah you know? And I do feel like there's this huge, like emotional, like reconfiguring I have to do when I get out of the car. Like when I'm in the car, I feel like I'm invisible. Like I will do whatever I want. Like I will talk to myself. I will fucking scream at the top of my lungs. Like I will have like the most appalling conversations on the phone at top volume. Like I will listen to anything I want. Like I'm in my own world in there, like, and I know it has windows, but I just don't, I just figure, Hey, I'm speeding by and no one's going to see me and no one's going to hear me and whatever. And I love it in there. It's like, I feel so safe in there. I'm like, I'm in my car. There's nothing like it, but when I get out, I'm like, I feel so raw <laughs> It's like such a giant shift in like men- my mentality. Like suddenly I'm like so, so exposed.
1: Yeah, no, t- I, I get that. Um, Cause you're, yeah, you're in, you've been in this bubble and you're finally sort of in society. Whereas public transportation, you can act sort of like, hey, if you take the bus in LA, you'll see, there's plenty of people acting every which way. Um, so you'd have to do a lot to, to get noticed on the bus.
0: And I have like my own way that like, I like to act when I'm in public and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not like, mm, well,
1: it's just fun. It's like people, I, I don't, I, this is one of the things in the pandemic too, just, I, I love people watching so much. I love eavesdropping. I love, like, I love all that stuff. Like being out, I, I'm being out in public. I much prefer eavesdropping and people watching than actually like socializing with people I know a lot of the times. Uh, and so being on the bus is a perfect way to do that. Yeah. Um, But now I'm gonna have to refigure everything out.
0: (sighs) I know. I know I'm gonna have to figure I well maybe I'm not I don't know. Every year I'm like oh this will be my year that I start taking mass transit and I never do and I live really close to a subway too.
1: Yeah we actually live uh off the same line. Bus line. Yeah. Oh, and you're yeah, and you're really close to the subway. Yeah, you have no excuse. I'd be bopping all down to downtown, up to the valley. You're right there.
0: But like, what am I gonna do? I mean, well, when we go downtown, we do always take the red line. Yeah. But it's just like, well, I mean, obviously, like during COVID, I was not getting on the subway and no, I wasn't going no, really no. downtown and I was like not leaving my apartment. But yeah. like now, um, you know, we might go back, go downtown and go. Go to dinner see a show
1: see a show yeah dinner and show
0: go to the bookstore and whatever we want
1: grand central market ace hotel rooftop so many wonderful yeah. things in downtown, Los Angeles.
0: downtown downtown's fun
1: yeah uh i went to a little tokyo a few weeks ago and got some um rice balls
0: yeah it's good that sounds good
1: what else oh i uh went again to our favorite um, psychotic vegan restaurateur's place the other night.
0: Who? Uh, Honeybee. Oh, you went there again? Yeah.
1: Because it is, the food is really good. Um, But this time I wanted to try, they started doing like their vegan fried chicken sandwich. Okay. Excellent. 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 Yeah. I think I might even like it better than the burger. It's like, a really thick hunkin piece of vegan meat um, like you know it is? Is
0: it like just chicken or
1: I don't know. it tasted very old school like this is not a new this is not um, a technologically advanced product. this is it's either corn or um,
0: so corn isn't vegan.
1: Oh then it's not corn. I wonder yeah I don't know what it is it, it tasted it's probably soy soy based. Okay. Um, but it was a good size. You can choose classic, buffalo, or Nashville style. So mm-hmm. I did Nashville style that comes with, um, you know, like spices and coleslaw. I added pickles, I got my sweet potato frats. It was frauds, really, yeah. I don't know. They love half fries, half tots.
0: But do you have to say frauds?
1: They, I. I wonder because they don't have they don't have any other option besides frots. Like, I wonder if you could say if you order online, you order frots and then say all fries, please, or all tots, please. I have no idea.
0: I don't want to tell someone I'm eating something called frots. I don't want to say the word. Then. So I'll just do do all one or the other just to avoid anything because I can't
1: deal with that. I think you just have to not say anything then. Cause I don't, I, I think it's some sort of sustainability thing. Like certain parts of the potatoes become fries and other parts become tots. And so you have to get both.
0: Wait, so that's all they have. Yeah, I don't you, that, think That's fine. If that's all they have, like, whatever. I just like, I think it's a stupid name. Yeah. 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 My point. It reminds me of like, I guess I'll just never get over the mortification that I felt as a young person when Jamba Juice first became um, popular, Mm. having to ask for things called like a strawberry tsunami.
1: Razzmatazz.
0: Razzmatazz. I mean, like this was mortifying then. And now we're going into restaurants ordering frots and not even, or just saying without a hint of irony, actually maybe a hint that we're going to have a froze or something. And like, we're just fine with that. Like we used to have dignity. Yeah. I, I had more dignity as a child than I do now.
1: It's because the now infantilization.
0: It doesn't sound that bad, does it anymore?
1: No, I blame um, Molly Boz.
0: Oh, it happened way before Molly Boss. And Molly Boss, she is a person who I know, I do not understand what she is saying. When, (laughs) When I like, when she speaks, everything is like, say sal like say sal. I yeah they sal. i'm like
1: what the like, fuck are you talking what are you
0: about talking about
1: oh caesar salad you have to call it no no one in the world calls it say sal say sal it's
0: every if you say only half of every single word it's not enough information like you can do mm. that sometimes but i need at least i need context clues like i at least need one of the words to be the whole word so i know what it is
1: well it's the it's the Integration, uh, because there used to be two sort of food cultures in the, like, 90s and 2000s. There was the highbrow Thomas Keller chef culture, and then there was the food network, your Rachel Ray's, your Guy Fieri's, who Mm -hmm. would do these things. And now I think it's all, like, there's no high-low anymore. It's all integrated. So now everything is say-sal and all this garbage.
0: Well, yeah, it's, like, our generation. I I really don't like being i mean like i don't want to be one of these people but it's like i've never felt like i fit in with my generation um and i do feel like we like we're like we're really cutesy like our generation like loves to like make everything sound a little cute
1: yeah well because yeah you're like more squarely millennial i think i
0: i'm a i'm a geriatric millennial
1: well if you're a geriatric millennial i don't know what the fuck i am
0: well we're both geriatric millennials
1: uh but i think because i also like am technically the you know people say oh the oregon trail generation or generation catalano or uh whatever the other cutesy names are i think i can sort of um i have some some street cred if i want to identify with gen x (laughs)
0: I mean, I definitely wanted to be Gen X when I was younger, but now I'm glad I'm not because now they're like, I, I guess it just happens to everyone when they get older. But I feel like Gen X has become like, I'm like, wait, this is not cool anymore. <laughs> like, this is really <laughs> weird. Oh,
1: you've, I mean, it, well, yeah, like it, it happens obviously to every generation and generations themselves are arbitrary and, and it's
0: like a marketing yeah. tool. Yeah.
1: It's stupid. Uh, but yeah, I, I think. That hopefully will be the next trend in food is to just like speak like an adult and like say an entire word and not yeah. try to make it cutesy.
0: Although I am on Molly Waz's Instagram and damn this food looks good. I've never made one of her recipes.
1: I yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I had. Oh, but actually there's a good transition.
0: Okay.
1: I did make someone's recipe this morning. Who? Someone who no one wants to hear from right now. Someone who might be considered canceled.
0: Chrissy Teigen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, cause, um, okay. So I'm going away tomorrow to hang out with my family. And I wanted to like bring some like baked goods to like share with people. And I had all these bananas that were rotting away in my fruit bowl. So I said, oh, I need to make banana bread. And this fucking Chrissy Teigen banana bread kept coming up in my search results. Oh, cause I also didn't want nuts. I wanted like a simple banana bread. I didn't want like, I don't know. This one apparently was supposed to be the best. Very simple. The only crazy ingredient is um, you put in a packet of instant vanilla pudding in the batter.
0: Hmm.
1: And then it has a little bit of chocolate. But other than that, it's just like bananas. There's not even, there's no vanilla extract. It's just, you know, sugar, flour, baking soda, bananas, the vanilla pudding, a little bit of chocolate uh and i oh and oil no butter just canola oil just saying also you have to make it in a bunt pan so i did buy i bought a bunt pan this morning oh wow wow ten dollars at vons whatever went back to the the scene of my trauma vons last, last oh
0: right I forgot, I forgot but
1: i only bought two things so i did the the self-serve checkout and it went out without a went off without a hitch but this banana bread aggie It is one of the great, I mean, I think Chrissy Teigen should be forgiven for any transgression she's done in the past two decades, because this banana bread is spectacular. Okay. Spectacular. Is it? It is the moistest banana bread I've ever had. It tastes of bananas and, you know, a little bit of chocolate, not much else, but it's just the platonic ideal of a banana bread.
0: I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. You know who's, you, what canceled banana bread I made? Who? Earlier. Actually, during like the real lockdown. Allison? Allison Romans.
1: I made that one before. It's That's with the brown butter. And
0: you put labna in it.
1: Oh, you put lab. Oh no, I think I made her zucchini bread.
0: Or I think you put that, or you could put like sour cream or something instead. Okay. But I just, but she, I think you also, and it was really good. It's very like, it's very dense and sweet and but it's not super sweet it's like it's very it's very filling and like it just feels like Mm. very substantial Mm. I liked it
1: yeah and but that one I think it has well has the labna, and I think it also has some butter in it so it's a little more crumbly than
0: yeah I think it has butter in it because that's the thing with Chrissy's
1: it's all oil so it's just it's it tastes like a like Entenmann's or something like it it tastes Ooh, like I a real lowbrow one. Yeah, it's really Yeah, weird. I mean, I
0: think that Chrissy Teigen is really for the people in terms of her recipes. Like she's very, um, oh, there's no butter.
1: Okay, just the, uh, the labna, Or there must be oil too?
0: There's no, well, I'm not looking at the, this is not the original recipe that I found on her. I just pulled it up. It's not okay. what's in her, um, it's not what's in her cookbook, but this one, only has um the full fat sour cream or yogurt or the labna that i used like oh no i'm sorry i'm wrong there's butter <laughs> there it is <laughs> that would not have made much sense um, and
1: that. i like i like loaf cakes with butter because you get yeah you get that denseness and you get that um mouth feel but then the the oil ones are just it's that that old-fashioned you know tastes like it's from a box even though it's not really
0: yeah warm. I have one of her cookbooks. Um, it looked good, but I haven't made anything from it.
1: Christine. Yeah, I have her, This I think this recipe is from her second cookbook and I only have her first cookbook. Um, and again, yeah, all those recipes look really good, but I've never, I mean, I 90% of the cookbooks I buy, I don't make recipes out of.
0: I know, I just like read them like books. I'm yeah. so weird. Um, well, I think that Chrissy Teigen will not be canceled forever. And I also don't yeah, and I well, no, didn't she lose her target thing?
1: I think she lost her target thing. Uh I think, oh, the Biden said she's not on his like list of people who can do PSAs anymore.
0: Biden.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, Cause Biden- she was do- she was doing like vaccine, like COVID vaccine PSAs.
0: I mean He's done work, whatever. I feel like I, I, the idea that whatever, I'm not going to talk about this.
1: <laughs> I mean, the only, uh, honestly, the only option is for Chrissy and Allison to team up and like do a show together.
0: I mean, I think that that should happen. And it's yeah. just called like two canceled chefs or something. Yeah. And it's like them having, and it's like the new two hot tamales. That's what kind of millennial I am. Cause like hot tamales.
1: And I mean, Chrissy Teigen, I think, did say some like, horrifying things online which like she probably shouldn't be forgiven for
0: well it's not I mean I just don't really I mean who cares I mean I yeah like she shouldn't have told that girl to kill herself
1: no she shouldn't have like that's like it's crazy it's crazy she was in her she was like her late 20s like she was not a kid when she was doing this She's she had she has obviously some sort of mental issues I mean what like it is it is it is shocking that people talk like that even on twitter and it
0: was weird that like because i mean i don't necessarily think saying something like that is like unforgivable i mean like maybe saying it to someone's face but like i would i've said stuff like that behind people's backs like a lot like i mean i talk shit about people talking
1: shit about someone behind their backs is different from saying it to the. i mean twitter like you're saying it to their face even though it's not to their face
0: and didn't you like dm
1: her yeah yeah it's like she took her took time out of her day it's very very strange but anyway we're not here to relitigate the Chrissy Teigen stuff uh I do think aside from the cancellations Chrissy and Allison would have a good rapport and they have slightly different points of view Allison's Allison's a little more highbrow a little more chefy Chrissy's a little more lowbrow of the people I actually think it would be a good and their personalities Allison's a little spiky Chrissy's real rambunctious it'd be a good I think
0: both like we're unfiltered bitches like that's their except for don't call Chrissy Teigen a bitch because that's what that's what got Allison in trouble
1: did she call her a bitch I thought she just
0: like oh no she said she called Marie Kondo a bitch but uh, she wasn't like she's a bitch she was like bitch what are you doing or yeah, like, yeah 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 like, Used it like that but I mean uh,
1: Allison aside from obviously like the cultural appropriation aspects of some of her recipes which I do think like deserve critique like There's no way that Alison Roman should have been fired from the New York Times. It's so insane. No,
0: I don't think so either. I mean, like, I think that her criticism of Chrissy Teigen was, like, completely valid. and hundred
1: percent.
0: about how, like, she was criticizing, like, the commercial aspects of, like, both of these women's, like, business and how, like, they prioritize, like, commercialization over, like, quality or whatever. And like, I also think it's like a valid critique to say like, why is Marie Kondo selling products? Like, isn't her whole thing about like clearing clutter and like, why is she selling these items that I think are kind of seem useless? Like that was her whole critique. Yeah. But it happened, it happened a while ago. It's, I think it's fresh in our minds again because of that article about that guy.
1: Oh uh, yeah, sure, Ali, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what a, what a cast of characters
0: yeah what a what a as tucker carlson would say what a ship of fools
1: does he say that
0: he wrote a business book i don't know <laughs> why it just popped in my head
1: wait just tucker like... tucker carlson has a book called ship of fools
0: yeah and it's like on the on the cover it's like barack obama and hillary clinton like on a ship like looking like it's like caricatures of them
1: oh wow <laughs> what a delight what oh. uh delight
0: i know um
1: all right shall we veer on to uh gwyneth news
0: yeah let's do it apparently it's not much okay
1: she um claims apple has never seen one of her movies and that moses has maybe seen some iron man stuff but that's about it what do you think
0: well you know here's my take on this let's talk about generations again I think while people in our generation idolized Gen X, like at least like us, like the old millennials, Mm -hmm. like Gen X were like the coolest people. Their generation. Well, Apple is like even younger than Gen Z. She's like alpha. Or is she Gen Z? I
1: think think she's Gen Z. Because I think it's like if you were born... It's like two thousand, right? Two thousand to two thousand twenty is Gen Z. So, alphas are just Wait. being born now, right?
0: No, alphas are like little. I, let me. I don't know.
1: I, I do think... Generations concerned twenty years or no, not twenty four years.
0: Damn, I do not know. Hang on, I have like, to look
1: at millennials are like nineteen eighty through two thousand, and Gen Z is 2000 through 2020 gen x is like 1960 to 1980 i think it's about 20 years maybe give or take but i but either way apple's too old apple's definitely gen z
0: okay well apple is oh my god it's like these i don't know why i can't just find
1: i think yeah like little little tiny kids maybe are considered alphas now um but Any, any like teenager or tween is definitely a a Zoomer.
0: Okay. So this is what I just found on the internet. It says that millennials are born from 1979 to 1995. I think it's 1980 to 95. And then 79
1: seems like pushing it.
0: Yeah. 79 is like, mm, I don't know about that. Gen Z I think it's eighty to ninety five. Gen Z is ninety six to twenty ten, according to. This.
1: Oh, oh, okay. So then, any little kid is an alpha.
0: And little kids are different. Yeah, I think it's like Gen Z are like the young kids now. Like, so it's young. like fi-
1: like a f- you have a fifteen year generation basically. Yeah, um, but then, but Apple and Moses are still are still Zoomers.
0: They're Zoomers.
1: Uh, but you're. So- I think you're right that like Zoomer Zoomers definitely young Zoomers definitely don't idolize millennials like older millennials idolize I don't gen they, X at all
0: they don't idolize millennials but they don't idolize anyone like i think they think everything that came before them is like old and bad except for which,
1: like friends <laughs> which is why they are the boomers they are just the younger version of the boomers
0: because that's what the boomers were like that's too. what the boomers they were like yeah. interested in like anything from their parents generations or their grandparents generation and,
1: yeah they sat home watching whatever mr ed just like the zoomers are watching friends.
0: Yeah. They just watched, they were like, I just want like Doody, boy. Howdy duty. Yeah. Like, like that's the shit. And like, but they don't hate it. Watch, like the three students.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, tell a, tell a zoomer that they're just like, they're just like a boomer and they're nah. not going to like it, but not it'll now. be some hard truths that they have to hear.
0: Also, like, I feel like they're hot with the critiques on the boomers, but like, have they met one because their parents are Gen X, their parents are not boomers. So like, who did their
1: grandparents are boomers?
0: Yeah, but it's like, who is like, I'm oppressed by my grandparents, like your parents are the ones you rebel against. Why? I don't get maybe we're the ones who hate the boomers Our gen, because our parents are boomers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I mean, the millennials definitely are the the classic generation that that hates the boomers. But I think, yeah, I think you're right that zoomers they don't even really think about boomers that much and that's their fatal flaw. And that's why they're going to but turn into them.
0: Call, but I think they call ever like, they think we're boomers. <laughs> like everyone's a boomer to them. Oh
1: yeah. I saw some, a young person that literally thought it's like once you turn 50, you become a boomer. Like, that's just what, it's like a senior citizen. You
0: call 50 year old. I mean, it's probably yeah. like that. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like, once you turn 35.
1: Um. Oh man. Remember when boomers were young, the baby, it was was the baby (laughs) boom. That was their whole thing.
0: When we were young, boomers were like in their heyday and they were like, Oh, we're the coolest generation on the block. I mean,
1: when we were little, yeah, it was like, are we hippies? Are we yuppies? Oh, what a cultural conundrum. And it was like this national conversation about you know Reaganomics and the ideals of the 60s and if you know and and now it's like oh you're all you're all pretty shitty
0: (laughs) and it's like yeah like you're the worst of both and and like you suck and then like we're just like all impoverished we eat slop like I think the millennial food is like the most tragic thing on the planet
1: uh oh that like oh we're gonna mash up avocados and cauliflower like everything has to be like baby food
0: yeah, like I just think it just speaks to like a really broken soul.
1: Well, I to stick up for our generation's food, I think like we were really, um, like open to like all types of foods in a way that older yeah, generations true. seemed a little more closed minded. And maybe part of that is like, uh, superficial like culinary colonialism.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I do think we grew up, and maybe this is because the boomers were our parents, and the boomers, like, you know, learned about like sukiyaki or something in the 70s. So yeah. we grew up thinking like all this, you know, Asian food, Latin food, everything is like cool.
0: Oh yeah, but also I do also feel like, like you and I both grew up in like different environments than like other people.
1: than some people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We
0: had we both grew up in like California,
1: and does Zoomers even have? their own food like it's like boba tea that's like I all they do
0: first think food is disgusting and like they like think anyone who cares about food is like trash
1: and, yeah. but then
0: like i feel like yeah i think they eat like kimchi and like boba and like that's it
1: that's They're yeah <laughs> good for them
0: and then and then apple likes the udis gluten-free pizza
1: oh yeah sure and then gen x food is just like like microwave dinners and like cup of noodles
0: yeah or like it's like surf and turf at trump's which is a restaurant in beverly hills that doesn't exist anymore that braddy Sinellis has been talking about on his podcast
1: oh yeah the like old gen well are they boomers or gen x like the 80s like odeon like coke that's, i guess those are more that's boomers the,
0: that's like the pinnacle of gen Bo- x like, well it's like people who are like teenagers like the brat pack yeah Brat. People who are, like teenagers and like young adults in the eighties, like those—that's like Gen X.
1: Gen X, interesting. Wow, the generational discourse. It's—I mean—I realize how stupid and arbitrary it is, but it is—it is fun to think about.
0: Oh, it's a total blast.
1: (laughs) So wait, we're oh, because yeah, because we got on this tangent because Apple has yeah, never seen a Gwyneth movie. Um, I, I don't think that's that weird like I never you know went to the doctor's office my mom worked at and like watched her like give a kid a shot so
0: I mean I just I don't know like I, I can't imagine what it would be like I grew up with a couple of people whose parents were um, you know made movies growing up in LA and I do think that yeah I don't think that I that they really had an understanding at the time of like what movies their parents had made or been in or whatever that it was like more um but like they knew that they were in movies and that was Mm -hmm. cool gave them like access to like do other cool things but i think like if a movie was for grown-ups then there was like sort of a lack of interest yeah 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 um but yeah, I mean, would you, if my mom was Gwyneth Paltrow, would I want to see it? Well, my mom is Gwyneth Paltrow and I have seen all her movies, so I can't really speak to that.
1: I, I mean, I think it depends on, like, I think I have always been into movies. So like, if my mom was Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know that I would see everything, but I would have at least probably seen a couple of that. Like, I would have probably seen Shakespeare in Love and... i don't know i don't know maybe maybe not
0: well i guess i just because when gwyneth paltrow was raising apple like she was she really hasn't been making a lot of movies as she's been raising her kids
1: no just i mean pretty much the marvel movies and like a couple of cameos and stuff but that's it
0: that's really it so like and I mean, I think it would be weird if they were like, "Let's all sit down and watch this movie." I'm in. I mean, she's not going to do that. Yes,
1: let's let's all watch Sylvia tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's not like Norma Desmond, like let's project it on the wall, no. making this be her little butler.
1: I mean, Gwyneth is very Gen X in that respect. Is she's like she's not looking back. In the same article, she says the only like performance of hers she can even stand to watch is. um Margot Tenenbaum because she remembers her dad like visiting her on set one day and it was like a good memory. That's so sweet. But uh, yeah, she's not putting the projector up and has having yeah. her, like, her little monkey and making everyone watch.
0: Yeah, but Apple should really see Royal Tenenbaums. I think she'd like it.
1: I would hope so. Again, I feel like Wes Anderson is like. So Gen X, Gwyneth, the Wilson brothers, Ben Stiller, these are like pinnacles of Gen X-dom that uh, uh, us as teenagers, when this movie came out, were are like obsessed with this generation. Yeah, I don't know them. that it translates to kids today. I
0: mean, yeah, like we were, and so, I mean, like, yes, like, them like quentin tarantino like paul thomas anderson like all of these like filmmakers, like these like gen x filmmakers we were like these are like the greatest artists of all time Yeah, these, and, these
1: are, like, are our, like the tenenbaum siblings are literally like my heroes but now you'd be like oh these fucking rich white people sulking around like live like generational wealth like canceled end yeah. of story
0: and should, add, they should
1: they should good I'm glad. I'm glad i'm glad they're up. canceled
0: yeah that's good let I mean, what are we going to do? Make the same movie over and over again until we die? Like it's done. It's over. That was our thing. And now they can have whatever they like. I don't know. Oh
1: God. But are, I mean, will there be a great Zoomer filmmaker?
0: Yeah, of course. Well, will there be a great millennial filmmaker?
1: I would say there are already like a couple of, um, I mean, like, like Barry Jenkins, Chloe Zhao, Sean Baker, I don't know if they're, they're technically millennials, but like they, they seem
0: They seem older than that to me, but maybe I'm just I think everyone is too old. Yeah. And maybe I just I can't come to terms with the fact that I'm old.
1: Who is that? There was that French Canadian enfant terrible filmmaker, Xavier Dolan. He's like that. young, I don't know. But yeah, there's no there's no PTA. There's no uh there's no Quentin Tarantino yet
0: yeah no or if they are
1: they're on youtube it's like trisha i don't know
0: anyone who's like the voice of a generation
1: no because movies are just not central to the culture like that right i mean if there was one it would be like the russo brothers or something like just
0: yeah pathetic like that or the um those other brothers who make those horror movies in a cabin what <laughs> there are those other brothers too oh, i
1: don't i didn't know that there's horror brothers
0: no they're also comedy brothers they like do it all they're like they just make up the duplass brothers oh, duplass.
1: oh yeah well though they're like so millennial gen x cusp they're like absolutely organ trail generation
0: i think it's just yeah they're very they feel very millennial to me Oh, well, anyway mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess Mumblecore is like millennial. Like Greta Gerwig is like the ultimate
0: uh, yeah, millennial
1: and, alt person, gosh. much like Chloe Sevigny was before her.
0: It, yeah, except for Greta Gerwig, Gerwig like directs.
1: Chloe directed that Lizzie Borden doc- or sh- a movie that was really good.
0: That just came out though. Yeah.
1: About, about like, the same time as Lady Bird.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about like in your generation's time of like Oh, I'm
1: sure Chloe as a older Gen X woman probably didn't have the opportunities to direct movies like her younger comrades, like Greta Gerwig did. And also Greta Gerwig (laughs) aligned herself with an older male filmmaker, Noah Baumbach. And I wonder how much that has gotten her foot in the door. Chloe was always independent. Maybe. She just sucked Vincent Gallo's dick. Oh, want to feel old? Vincent Gallo literally turned like 65 the other day.
0: Oh, yeah. Vincent Gallo. Oh, my God. He was all he, there's another one.
1: He's a, he was a a boomer, uh, cosplaying as Gen X.
0: Um, yeah. He, oh, is that true? No, that's Gen X. 65 is Gen X.
1: No, 65 is not Gen X, Aggie. 65 no i'm saying he is 65 not he was born in 1960
0: no i'm saying a 65 year old person could be in gen x
1: no because then my mom would be gen x and she's definitely not
0: oh yeah no you're right that's how my mom is also 64 god i don't know how old wow vincent gallo is older than my
1: mom i think so yeah
0: fuck him yeah
1: i think he's an artiste
0: i liked brown bunny
1: I thought it was fantastic I'll Wait, watch really? it I love it yeah I have, of course I love it I
0: have I only know I only I, I only know two people who thought that move was good me you and then this the guy that I saw it with when I was in college that's it <laughs> that's about it I but, mean yeah
1: all those uh, uh brown bunny um Julian donkey boy you know it's all you know you're wearing your corduroy your corduroy pants that haven't been washed in a couple weeks you're sneaking into the anthology film archives yeah you know
0: but it's but i think that they have i mean yes they they remind me of a time in my life but i and i don't know that i necessarily want to see any of them again but i remember feeling like there was a reason for that scene in that movie
1: yes again it's been well if, if anyone if our younger listeners don't know um Chloe Sevigny was in a movie sort of at the height of her indie stardom in the, I guess, late nineties, early two thousands, um, where she uh gave an unsimulated blowjob to the director slash star of the movie on camera.
0: Um
1: watch it or re- Richard Richard Rob what's his name? Roger Ebert has a very hilarious, terrible review of the movie. It's called The Brown Bunny.
0: It. it's called brown bunny and
1: it's like i'm sure there's no way you could see it now it's probably like the song of the south of me too i mean
0: does chloe regret
1: it uh i think she's too classy to say anything honestly and i don't you know what maybe she doesn't regret it because they were it, they were at the time in a like romantic relationship it wasn't like he i mean god knows i don't want to put any words in chloe 70s mouth if she was felt like she was coerced to do it i hope to God she wasn't but she can tell her own story but as far as I know it was a consensual artistic statement between the two of them
0: um well I I don't know what her um yeah like I don't know how she feels but it's if to me it felt like it was like a choice and like it I don't know but I'll never know
1: yeah I mean divine gave the guy who played her son a blowjob in pink flamingos yeah, it's like a
0: dirty, raunchy... I mean, like, it was just, like, a raw, like, raunchy, like, experiment. And I think it's cool. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think... I mean, God, I hope in Loki, fucking Tom Hiddleston gives Owen Wilson a blowjob. Maybe I'll watch all six episodes then.
0: Um, yeah, that's the only way I'll watch
1: it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, talk about boring.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna watch it, but... Whatever. Anyway, okay, so...
1: Uh. Newsletter or is there more Gwyneth news?
0: Um, I well, there's more Gwyneth news, but it made it to my list, so I okay. guess we'll talk about it then.
1: Let's uh, move on to the old list then.
0: Um, What's
1: your best of the week, Aggie?
0: My best of the week is greens and how to cook them. <gasps> Yay! So this made me feel good. It made me feel healthy. It made me feel happy you know, I was like, everybody can have, I feel like greens are a pretty accessible thing to have. They might not always stay fresh, but they're like, you know, kind of cheap and like good for you. And I really have been thinking about like reevaluating my eating Mm
1: -hmm.
0: habits. And I like the idea of like really refocusing and thinking about, putting greens first, like making that the, the focus. So I think I'm actually going to try some of these recipes and I will talk about them if I do.
1: I'm excited. Thanks. I love greens. Yeah. Again, I, I, I will go through phases where I'm really good about like making sure I eat vegetables with every meal and then there'll be, you know, weeks go by where I like don't, but um, no. you know, as our good friend, Michael Pollan once said, eat real food, not too much, okay. mostly plants yeah uh this we is got
0: like,
1: s- what i was gonna say we got seven greens what what is your like out of all these seven greens what's your like number one go-to and what's your like oh i don't like that one
0: okay so my number one go-to is i actually hang on let me see my number one go-to is arugula
1: yeah
0: I love arugula. I love an arugula salad. I've never done anything with it. Like I've never like cooked it or like done anything too interesting with it.
1: Yeah, I know. I've tried to cook it once or twice when I've like run out of other things, but yeah, it's not, it's much, it's better raw for sure.
0: Um, and the one that I hate the most is spinach. I I will buy a bag of baby spinach every now and again to use as like a lettuce substitute or like have it on salad. I really just like cooked spinach i think the texture is really gross um but i keep trying and i keep thinking why am i doing this to myself so that's probably my my low my my least favorite green
1: interesting yeah spinach i mean it's pretty mild it like cooks down so much so you feel like you're sort of like wasting it if you're cooking it uh i do think it's like good in things like i love like a spanakopita and stuff like that
0: yeah. I mean, like it can be, it can be good, but um, it's not, I just like, if I'm cooking like a side, like a big plate of like wet cooked spinach with like,
1: yeah, they'll
0: be like steam it with garlic or whatever and lemon. And I just, it's, I never enjoy it. I would yeah. always, if I'm going to do that, I would pretty much always rather have kale. Cause like I'm a texture person. Like I don't like things that are too like mushy and slimy. I'd rather have like steamed kale which like still would have like a little bit of like bite and structure and doesn't really get slimy in that way
1: yeah I mean kale I like kale sometimes but it it gets like bitter if I'm cooking greens like slow cooking greens I Mm. would much prefer collards or chard than kale
0: yeah I think that kale I, I I feel like kale kind of like got this like huge PR boost and like started being used in the place of like collard greens or um uh chard yeah and i don't think that's necessarily like i don't think it's like always the best but it's there's always so much of it at the store and it's like right there and like yeah. it's easy you just like grab a bag of like pre-washed pre-shredded kale and like you just have it so. totally i
1: but i i wonder because yeah i feel like kale's gone through that evolution with like you know convenience trader joe's now they have the shredded kale like, I bet you in a couple of years they're going to have, you know, pre-washed, chopped up collard greens in yeah. um, in bags. Yeah. Uh, which, again, like, call, like kale's versatile because you can have it raw or cooked. I don't think collards are, like, very good raw. I don't know that I've ever – or except you can do them, like, as, as like, a, like lettuce wrap type things.
0: But even then, I think people usually – I've never done that, but I think most recipes I've seen, you do, like, blanch it or something. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Just soften it so you can roll it
1: interesting interesting but yeah this this was not my uh, my best but i do think it is a very good resource for there's a lot of like interesting recipes good resource and for people who want to get more greens on the plate
0: i want to get more greens in. i'm not eating enough greens i need to eat more greens that's my that's my opinion about myself what um, do- all
1: right my best was the big gerda article
0: Really? Okay. I had some opinions about
1: this one as well. I just loved. Okay. So it's called ask Gerda. How do you evaluate supplements and wellness products? And I don't agree with everything she said. I just love seeing Gerda in her element. Like this is her passion. This is what she's best known for. She's worked in the supplement industry for decades. Uh, we learned in this article that she's a second generation vitamin se- salesman. <laughs>
0: I know. But remember when she was like, I've been on my own since I was 17.
1: So yeah, I think what, so it says like when I was a child, my father sold Neutralite, one of the first natural supplement brands. Then when I was an underground undergrad studying nutrition, I was taught to be wary of supplements. At this point, my father accused me of having been brainwashed by the establishment. Oh so do you think God. that's when he like kicked her out and said, you're going to pay for college on your own if you if you, um, insult my life's work?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean like what is I mean, I don't know. I think her ba- I think her childhood probably was really interesting. Like what does it mean? Like what was her What was her What what does it mean that her father sold these supplements? Like, yeah, what like- company? Like is this basically I'm not making any accusations. Is this an MLM? Like what are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, I think I mean, I think this sort of like predates the modern MLM, but I'd be I'd be really curious to like research what Neutralite was. I mean, I could just imagine Gerda growing up in the 70s, her you know traveling vitamin salesman father like this is this is a, a great story that I would love to hear more of.
0: And then she grows up to be like the greatest like supplement doctor in well, in media. Maybe.
1: I mean, yeah, the most the most famous. Uh, let's see bs from nutrition and phd in nutritional bio biochemistry person in the world
0: yeah so i mean Um, what a great what a great story
1: it's like what's the equivalent i don't know aretha franklin's mother just singing in church and then aretha becoming a huge star is that an Mm -hmm. equivalent
0: um. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm gonna have to wait until the movie
1: comes out. Oh, that see. trailer! Oh my God! I'm not like a huge Jennifer Hudson stand, really, but like that trailer is effective.
0: I love Jennifer Hudson. Do you know that about me?
1: I mean, I do. I well, I love like her voice is great. I just don't think she's like a very compelling actress. But I
0: think her voice is so good. I think that she's a great like musical theater performer. Yeah. Like like when she's like singing, it's like it's like an emo- like it's a real true performance of a character and i feel like her um and i feel like the fact that she didn't win american idol like oh it's crazy and then she went on to like win an academy award and like have this career i'm like yes like i love it like destroy him like destroy simon cowell he was wrong and like fuck them all like i like i just get this like sense of like vengeance when she like
1: Seeds. and it's even more poignant because it, it wasn't simon that kicked her off it was america it was the vote It was
0: america yeah. it was us the blood is on our we're like mel gibson nailing cross yeah. because i
1: remember that week it was i mean for all of you old people like me it was you know fantasia uh latoya london and jennifer hudson the three black women who clearly were the best contestants in the the show uh, were all in the bottom and jennifer hudson uh got voted out and um, who won who Fantasia ended up winning who's great I love Fantasia uh, but the second place was Diana DeGarmo who um, is let's say not as well known today
0: I mean I don't remember I just remember yeah like when she lost I remember like that didn't sit right
1: yeah it was on Barry Manilow week I think she had to sing some stupid Barry Manilow song God. anyway that was what anyway, a reality show from 15 years ago one I think oh sure 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 oh okay anyway Gerda so someone asks her dear Goop I'm a little wary of buying supplements and other wellness products because I don't know how to tell if they are well made what should I know and how do you evaluate products at Goop Madison so I mean let's be frank Gerda works for Goop she's doing an advice column in Goop She's, if someone's asking her about supplements, she's obviously going to tell you to buy the goop supplements.
0: Right. Or things that are sold on goop. But a lot of the things that were mentioned in this article made it to my list in other places. And one of them you actually purchased yourself.
1: Oh, the sweet tooth or sweet kick? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Gerda just like goes, goes through all the goop vitamins and says what's great about them. Apparently, according to Gerda, Supplements are regulated by the FDA, which is like contrary to everything Jennifer Gunter and all these people say. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe at this point, really.
0: Um, I don't know either. It sort I of mean, seems make, like. to the... Make sure it's not like fully poison, but like not. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, and then there's a they, uh, Gerda talks about uh, something called current good manufacturing practice, CGMP which is a term defined by the FDA. And she says, if you're gu- buying supplements, like look out for that term, because that actually means that uh, they probably, it probably, the ingredients are what they say they are.
0: So that's good.
1: That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I say it's still, I mean, and I love Gerda. I love this personal anecdote. I love, you know, her talking about supplements, which is, she's super knowledgeable about, but this art, it didn't make me, it didn't make me like, reevaluate my relationship to supplements which is still like very i don't know wasteful I spend way too much money on supplements as it is um but this didn't convince me anymore that they were good
0: well but you are you don't need to be convinced because like buy supplements
1: i know but i buy the problem is i buy like the i know that they're like a placebo effect cuz i can only afford to buy like the cheap ones at the drugs like nature made or whatever so like it's frustrating cuz like I would love to buy the you know $75 fish oil but like yeah. and I'm sure that those that would work better but like I just cannot buy $75 fish oil. No. So I'm stuck buying the $10 fish oil and then I'm taking it every day but I'm thinking is this just a complete waste of time and money? And the answer is probably. probably
0: yes. Probably but maybe not. I mean, I don't think you're going to find like a definitive answer. I mean, I think that that's kind of the point of supplements. Like you don't know, but it couldn't hurt or unless it could, but probably not.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, my doctor, you know, traditional Western medicine doctor, the only thing he says I should be taking, um, is vitamin D and he tells me to take fish oil, but it wasn't working. So that's when they put me on the, uh, the, the prescription cholesterol meds
0: yeah but all the other stuff you
1: know magnesium yeah
0: if you take both you can have both it's fine
1: all right what was your worst
0: so sorry about that
1: oh no worries
0: um my worst was hang on my worst was, oh, there's a cat who was named Goop who died. Did you what? hear about that? No. There was, like, Goop was trending on Twitter, and I someone was like, oh, did you hear, like, Goop was trending on Twitter? And I was like, oh, no. And, like, there's a cat. There's, like, a famous Twitter cat named Goop, and they died.
1: Oh, no. R.I.P. Goop.
0: And I was like, and a cat named for Goop, like, does it have anything to do with Goop? It's just, like, a totally, like, non Non like goopy cat. It's like a very like you know internet comedy cat. It didn't sure. have like, a goop vibe, so I didn't understand. But they did name it goop, and it did die. So that's really sad, and I'm sorry. R.I.P. Goop the cat.
1: Depending on how old the cat is, I, it probably predated Gwyneth's website.
0: I mean, I don't know. That's a really old cat.
1: Thirteen, maybe 2008. So 13 years. I think that's norm a normal lifespan for a cat
0: that's true that's true but how many cats have the same name their whole life
1: uh i mean what is a cat's name like it's just a arbitrary thing that a human thinks up
0: yeah but that's what i'm saying like usually like that might have more than one like owner who like to change yeah
1: dolly's original name was some traditional hawaiian name from her owner and then i whitewashed her and gave her the name of a the most famous murder victim in LA history yeah (laughs) so
0: but it's her yeah okay what's your worst
1: oh my worst I mean I hate to say it but the fucking questionnaire with the poog girls
0: oh yeah I mean like I couldn't even read I was like so jealous and sad I couldn't even look at it
1: so you know I'm on the record saying I really do enjoy poog podcast I you know I have to I I'm honest I uh, there's some feelings of jealousy but again they're doing a different thing than we're doing they have you know a bigger platform blah 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 and yeah. I ju- and I know that this was a dream come true for them and I am happy for them that they got to be on Goop but I just don't like the sort mm-hmm. of merging of church and state here it it seems yeah. they seem I mean and I and, I, and I, I don't blame them because I know that if we were asked to do this we would completely suck up to these people too like we would be so thrilled to be on it so like i i don't blame them at all it's more the way that gene and megan frame the interview and they have to like several times on the podcast and in this written interview assure their readers that uh kate berlant and jacqueline novak are not making fun of them and it's like every five seconds they're like Oh, people think it's a parody or critique of goop, but they're not, but it's not. Um, It's a laugh from inside the house that the wellness industry built. Um, They say, oh God, there's other ones that I highlighted. Uh, Anyway, they, they just keep repeating this over and over again. And it's like, do you really think your listeners and your readers are that overly sensitive about people making fun of wellness that they won't like get the joke? Yeah, I mean, strange.
0: I think some of them are really sensitive. Like, Will Cole, like, could not handle yeah. just, like, kind of critique. I mean, I think that there are some people who just, like, cannot take critique at all. And I am one of them, so I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't feel like – I think some of these people take themselves, like, extremely seriously. But then it comes on the other side, too, where it's, like, people just get really touchy about this. Like, when we got written up in some news, some, like, AV club or something – people were like why are you promoting these like charlatans and like da 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 and it's like whoa like everybody just relax like it's just a fucking newsletter like you shouldn't take it too seriously and you shouldn't um think that it's like going to kill you just by because it exists like there's a middle ground like that's us like we're the middle yeah we're
1: the middle ground i again and i am not critiquing their enthusiasm because like we would be the same way, but it just felt like, I don't know. You want a little distance. And again, their podcast doesn't really ever explicitly talk about goop very much. Um, unlike ours, which is what ours is, but like, yeah, it just seemed, I don't know. I wanted a little bit of journalistic integrity here. even though they're from, not which journalists.
0: from the, from the podcast.
1: Yeah. From both, from, I guess from both sides, I wish yeah. that they were, I, I, i would like for them to be a little more uh wary of each other
0: i agree i agree i agree because
1: at some point and they you know kate berlant jacqueline novak they really do love this stuff they're um they definitely are like more headlong into it into all this stuff than we are i think um but at some point, if you're not going to have any sort of questions about any of it, which I guess they do, quite I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making my point very clearly. But it the, this framing of of their podcast on Goop actually, to me, made it seem more silly than it is and less interesting, which I do think their podcast is like really, really smart and funny and stuff. And this this sort of flattened it a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to it, but, um, yeah, like, I think it's kind of like hard for the two to coexist. Like we're like, it's a critique. So it's like, it's an honest critique. It's like, we don't love everything and we don't hate everything. Mm. And like, you kind it's hard to do that if you're like too close with your, you know, your subject. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's plow through these last couple. Cause oh yeah
1: we've been uh we've been sna- slapping our jaws is we've that really what you
0: say slapping our gums <laughs>
1: all right what's your craziest
0: my craziest is the vfit intimate wellness solution this is from the gene article that you referenced earlier this is like a dildo that you use mm-hmm. to for wellness i don't really get how it works but it's like you're not it's not like a sex thing i believe i mean it looks like a vibrator it's it uses heat, red light and vibration to stimulate the blood flow and promote the health of the pelvic floor. There's a clinical study that shows that a healthy bladder and sexual function, it causes those things. And the brand worked the FDA with the FDA to classify it as a wellness device. But like, do you put it inside your vagina? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, do you, what do you do with it? I and think, I think it goes inside you. I think yes. if you fuck yourself with it and it's a vibrator, but it's like, for wellness the whole the concept of it makes me severely uncomfortable
1: i mean it's like the you know the victorian age doctors you know stimulating their female patients and hoping that that cures their hysteria hysteria. yeah yeah, i mean it's
0: very it feels yeah it feels kind of reductive um yeah, it uses red light and gentle warmth to stimulate blood flow and promote intimate well-being. And bonus, it vibrates too. Pair with a clean lube for non-hormonal, non-invasive approach. Okay. Yeah, for,
1: Aggie, I don't think there's any questions about what you're supposed to do with this thing.
0: Pelvic floor, muscle, and sexual function. But like, I don't get, I just don't get it.
1: It's a, it's a vibrator with, what did it say? Infrared. It's like a,
0: it's an a, infrared vibrator. Yeah. So, so you're like killing two birds with one stone.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like, um, well, it's the, it's the same idea as the like uh, anal sun bathing thing that people were doing for a while. It's like getting those light beams in your intimate areas.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like a jade egg. It's like a high tech jade egg that also like gives you an orgasm
1: great can't wait
0: that's doing a lot it's a multi-tool multi-purpose tool i'm not i'm not crazy about the idea personally. yeah no okay what's your craziest
1: my craziest was the morning routine with the um the goops head of private client experience kelly agarian and that's a A
0: disturbing job
1: title i was shocked and excited to know about this job title and this is like this is like the cream of the crop of goop like this is not for your regular rich goop person this is for someone who can actually call them up and have a private shopping experience private client experience with kelly agarian who she seemed she's obviously very beautiful very Mm -hmm. chic this whole article was sponsored by porsche so i have no idea if like she actually owns a porsche or they gave her a porsche or she already had a porsche to begin with but she's driving her porsche around la talking about her work day which honestly doesn't seem like she's working that much yeah she's She's, uh having breakfast she's driving to the beach at 10 a.m then she takes an hour-long phone call with her mom then she takes a couple of work calls buys like a trinket for someone and then she like goes to bed at 6 p.m. because her husband is british and is just always on uk time.
0: What? So they live on uk time.
1: They live on uk time because i think he's like a finance guy who has to like get up with like the british like So she stock just it
0: for fun?
1: Yeah. Um, how
0: do she so but how does she do her i mean doesn't she sometimes have yeah. to I mean 6 p.m. is So she goes she's in bed at 6.
1: Well, she's no. She's home at six. She says she gets a an other word otherworldly margarita pizza at Felix, or a parmesan dusted bowl of bucatini at Scopa, and then it says my fiance works UK hours, so we tend to rise and dine early. So I think it's just they're di- they're dining at six and then home to bed. I don't think she's like she's not like face is gone at six.
0: She's not like living like a toddler i
1: don't think so i i assume that i mean because like la time and london time are very different so like if he he really would have to go to bed at like six to get up right right um who knows who knows but then i did a little googling she is i don't know who her current british fiance is but she was linked for years with the actor uh milo Ventimiglia. um and then um, they, they broke up last year and now she has some british fiance okay but this is just like a new a new level of like goop royalty that i mean i feel like your gerda's your caitlin's even your megan's and your jeans are like aspirational but also relatable this girl driving around in a porsche and you know having pizza at felix every night is not relatable she's like purely aspirational
0: she's like old-fashioned aspirational that like i mean they're all at, like the, people don't like act like that anymore it's very, yeah, it, that's very like gen x i think
1: i i just want to know like this article was sponsored by porsche did they literally give this girl a porsche uh,
0: no no it's probably just like for the article
1: so so she's lying when she says she drives her porsche around
0: or maybe she i don't know
1: or maybe she had a i don't know maybe it's like oh Kelly has a Porsche. Wouldn't it be cool if you sponsored this article? I don't know. I don't know how it works.
0: Uh, or she could just be lying. I mean, like, I don't think that like Jennifer Aniston really uses a Vino every night.
1: No, she absolutely doesn't. So
0: I think that like people like lie in commercials all the time.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Um, okay. What would you try? I is the Glow routine. You know, it just in general, I like a routine and I like the idea of myself having a better routine. I'm always looking for like a new routine to start, which is like kind of like not really the point of a routine. Like, I think you're supposed to have one routine and like that's what makes it a routine. That's what,
1: yeah, that's what a routine is. You do the same thing. I
0: can't do it. Like, I have to always change it up. So, like, Usually the way I do that is just like, I stop doing whatever my routine is for a certain period of time. And then I get back on the horse. That's like kind of how I do it. Um, But so this is not like a new, there's like nothing new here. They're like, oh, like here's the best like goop glow that you should be using for whatever, like here's whatever. It's like, it's really nothing new it's just like a nice comprehensive like morning routine podcast or Jesus Christ. Sorry. My brain is totally fried. It's just like a morning routine, um, goop, like regimen that you can do in order to like get through your day. And it's, it's comprehensive and good. And I would try it at the end.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I need to look I, this must've passed me by.
0: I mean, it's on there somewhere. It's just like, and it just has like all of their products. It's like, mm. do, you, do you want to drink Goop Glow? Do you want to drink oh, the okay. fish one? Do you want to drink this one? Do you want to drink that one? Okay. And then now it's time for a serum. Do you want this one, this one, this one? It's like all the Goop products, like <sighs> nothing. It's nothing. Um. It's just basically an email that's like selling all of their products. It's not really even a routine. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just basically it's a just catalog. It's
1: just a list of everything they sell. <laughs>
0: yeah, it really is just essentially a catalog. But I'm just like interested in like, <laughs> rethinking my routine sure sure
1: sure my routine in the morning a pint glass of water and a pint glass of cold brew double fist until like my body wakes up enough to do yoga
0: mine is wake up before just immediately put sunscreen on my face before Mm -hmm. I do anything else and then iced coffee with oat milk and then walk my dog and then go back inside and then like wash my face and then put more sunscreen on (laughs) yeah all
1: right i would try oh i would try the new summer dishes from goop kitchen
0: oh there's a new menu
1: yeah it's a slightly new menu it's like a few little options they sent out an email um the big new summer recipe is they have thai turkey lettuce wraps now which sound pretty good
0: their lettuce wraps are good
1: um what was the, what were the lettuce what was the lettuce wrap you had i forget the chicken salad the chicken salad okay yeah. yeah then um they have a summer salmon bowl which is exactly the same as their spring salmon bowl except there's different vegetables and then they did a little tweak to the gp's cob uh they got rid of the mushroom jerky and added turkey bacon instead. So now it's not vegetarian. Oh, wow. But it seems a little more classic. I, I bet you there, there might have been a little, some complaints about the the mushroom jerky. Wait, well,
0: uh, did you try
1: it? I did. I, I liked it, but it was so, that that whole salad was, because there was the blue cheese, there were the pickled vegetables. It was so many really intense flavors that the mushroom jerky, like, added even more intensity to it. So it, I, it was a little much. It was a little much.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, like, deep umami. Yeah. Is, like,
1: uh, but you can still order you can still order it on the side um
0: so they didn't like discontinue it they just stopped putting it on the thing they,
1: yeah they stopped putting it on the and there's not even an option i checked on the the delivery uh menu i would think that you could maybe choose turkey bacon or the mushroom jerky but yeah i
0: mean you should be able to put to make it your own choice yeah you can't you can bacon. you can
1: get rid of the um The turkey bacon and make it vegetarian but there's no option to substitute so as far as i know you have to buy a side of the mushroom jerky which seems i don't know if you really want it i would i would give them a call and see if they can do a substitution because that would piss me off if i had to spend 450 more just to get a vegetarian option
0: yeah no that would not make any sense
1: and also guys it's been a while come to the east side like there's all these ghost kitchens i don't i'm not driving to santa monica again like literally you're leaving money on the table by not coming to the east side
0: i mean i might drive there again i don't know
1: maybe maybe if i go see a movie at the um the lemley royal i would do it but that's about it
0: yeah there there you go all
1: right bye 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 what would you buy
0: okay i would buy from gerda's article there is a Tincture called rose colored glasses. Mm. And this is a tincture. You put it under your tongue, I believe. It is $36 or four interest free payments of $9. It
1: would be so sad to afterpay.
0: I mean, I would totally afterpay something like this. And then it would be like free because you would never notice that. Formulated by herbalist Lauren Haynes rose-colored glasses made with herbs traditionally used to promote a healthy mood. It contains proprietary blend of extracts from rose petals, adaptogenic, holy basil, oat tops, and hawthorn fruit. Take it daily, just swirl the tincture into a glass of water or drop it directly into the mouth. I just love the idea of having... So I'm like totally off my antidepressants, which is like this is a huge mistake. This is a terrible idea and don't do this, but I'm just saying... I would rather just take this now. Is that a good idea?
1: Wait, are you literally stopped taking your antidepressants?
0: I did, yeah. Do you feel okay,
1: <laughs> guys? Please go see your doctor. Don't substitute SSRIs for rose-colored glasses. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. You don't do it. You don't do that.
1: We are both gonna get canceled. I You're got like autism me. from my uh, from my COVID vaccine. You're,
0: I'm like raw
1: dogging your your mental My chemicals
0: mental <laughs> well the reason is I was like having trouble finding the right medication and like everything was making me feel weird so I just stopped taking mm-hmm. it I'm fine don't worry I have a good psychiatrist like I'm working it out I'm figuring out what I'm going to change it to but in the meantime I'm like maybe I could just try this maybe that's a bad idea
1: <laughs> I don't even think I mean and this is real. it is sort of funny that Gerda is like Oh, only buy vitamins that are like FDA approved, like just by the ones that work. Oh, here's rose-colored glasses tincture.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's meant to be like a replacement for SSRIs. I guess that's just my problem.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely I don't think anyone, I think Gerda would honestly be horrified if she thought anyone was gonna substitute their SSRIs for rose-colored glasses. No, you're so, right. I, you're right,
0: you're right. I'm gonna go back on it. I'm gonna go back i'm gonna go
1: some of these i there's not not i could see some people at goop maybe dabbling in that but gerda you know she's she's part of the scientific community
0: yeah i think dr jen would probably like
1: oh my god
0: have a full-blown mouth
1: she would like literally knock on your door and like give you an intervention
0: she'd give me a fucking um lobotomy
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's jen gutter's her psychiatry is from the 1950s where she believes i'm like, uh, Island, yeah <laughs> uh, okay well um aggie i speak for everyone on goop yourself when i say we wish you well
0: thank you <laughs> <Your> <laughs> like, i guess that's like a deeply disturbing thing i just said <laughs> okay wait what's yours because I, I oh like-
1: mine is um is less life-threatening it's um it's a roasting pan <laughs> okay uh they have the green the green pan which I know you had a bad experience with so and it's I I, used,
0: I exclusively use the green pan just so you know I got rid of all my other pans it's just this lid I can't
1: oh it's just it. but lit.
0: it's uh, but I I don't have any other pans anymore I threw them out
1: wow I mean I wouldn't probably get a cheaper one I do like the idea of a roasting pan with like the grates so you could do you could either do you know roasted vegetables or you could do like meat you know have the drippings drip down and i, I just love don't have
0: a ha- heavy stately roasting pan to me yeah, that really yeah. says like i'm a grown up i'm in my space like i'm holding my own here
1: yeah i end up either roasting things in like my dutch oven or sometimes in like a really flimsy more like a baking pan which i don't think you're uh-huh. really supposed to do so i i think i need to you know for the fall, when the weather when the weather gets cool,
0: yeah, because no one's roasting anything for a while. No, no, no. I'm I'm,
1: oh, I'm like grilling almost every day now, just in my on my grill pan in the kitchen. Nice,
0: yeah. It's um,
1: season, yeah. not roasting season. All right, guys. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, despite our se- seeming like pleas for help, we're both doing okay.
0: We're totally we're we are fine. I literally am fine. Like I'm not. I'm okay. Don't worry about me always like listen to your doctor and don't listen to me and like i'm also fine and i also have a doctor so
1: yeah we're all listening to our doctors we're <laughs> this all is fine so
0: disturbing oh god all right this really went off the rails
1: uh yeah um so next week coming to you from a sanitarium
0: yeah <laughs> coming to you from the real shuttle I'm sorry from
1: but like- suddenly last summer
0: exactly oh my god oh my fucking dream um
1: Um, oh i actually did get that elizabeth taylor um diet book in the mail so i'll be reading that on my vacation
0: oh yeah it's just like rugs and worcestershire sauce or something like four vodka martinis on a book or something yeah i remember her diet it's pretty good
1: all right uh we will talk to you soon we love you bye